Welcome back to yet another episode of Stories in the Stone, our final episode actually. I'm this episode's host, Marina Ahmed, and today we're going to be diving into the mysterious journey of Lyra Belacqua from Philip Pullman's His Dark Materials trilogy. So put in your cancer-causing AirPods or crank up your speakers and be prepared to learn all about Lyra's story and how it connects to Arthur's from The Sword in the Stone. Now, let's start with a little bit of background on our girl Lyra, which, side note, is such a pretty name. Tell me you wouldn't name your child Lyra. Her story begins in England, which is similar to The Sword in the Stone. However, the stories do take place in different time periods. While Arthur learns about magic in a medieval world, Lyra is taught about it in a time of rapid innovation and discovery. So this is basically before modern technology. Both of our characters are, sadly, orphans. Lyra's whole life, she thought her parents died in an accident. So because of this great loss, her uncle, who, plot twist, we later find out is her real birth father, left her to grow up in a college. She was taught by scholars and never really received any major punishment for her childish actions. One day, a woman, who we later find out is her birth mother, I know, another plot twist, comes to the college to take her to London to further her studies. Before she goes, she's gifted with an alethiometer by the college's master. This is one of a few alethiometers, which are magical compasses that no average person can read. So, Lyra is basically gifted with a special talent of reading the compass without needing a guide. With a little bit of concentration, she can read the future, or at least get an accurate sense of it. Fast forward to Lyra sneaking out of this woman's house, who I should now mention is all types of shady. Shockingly, she runs into gypsies who she grew up with back in the college. This might be a good time to mention little kids are mysteriously just vanishing. Lyra follows these gypsies to where they are all meeting, discussing what is to be done about their children. They have these suspicions that people are taking them up north to do experiments on them. The gypsies decide that they will gather men to rescue the children. So Lyra convinces these leaders that she, a small 12-year-old girl, should come as her presence is of value. She does have the alethiometer after all. After some convincing, Lyra, who now knows who her true parents are, is on a mission to rescue these poor children. Lyra befriends large, armored, royal bears, witches, and travelers on her way up north, so clearly she's having the time of her life. We, the reader, are let onto pieces of information that Lyra doesn't know yet, which she actually can't know. The witch speaks to another one of the characters, telling them about the prophecy of Lyra, a girl who is destined to save the world all without knowing she is doing it. To read more about Lyra's adventures in parallel universes working alongside bears and witches, feel free to read that series on your own time. Now, I'm sure in the previous podcasts, you have begun to notice a trend. Each episode, a modern version of the Sword in the Stone myth is brought to comparison with the Sword in the Stone book. I've already mentioned some of the similarities between our Lyra and Arthur, such as orphan children learning and growing in a magical world, but let's go a little bit deeper. There are a couple distinct traits we can see from both Lyra and Arthur. Both have some sort of role that they must fulfill. For Lyra, it's her prophecy. She has this cosmic destiny she must fulfill without being aware. The world relies on her determined, curious personality to want to save the world. Similarly, Arthur did not know he was the son of a king. He discovers it when he sees that he's the only one who could pull the sword out of the stone and wield it. 
we notice the same thing happen in Lyra's story. She's gifted a magical compass, the alethiometer, that only a few can use, if they can use it at all, with extreme practice and a guide. She is able to read it naturally. So, as you can tell by now, through analyzing Lyra's story and the stories of those characters mentioned in the previous episodes, the sword in the stone myth is a common theme we see in so many pieces of literature, whether it's executed in the same magical setting from the original book or in a completely different way, like the Hunger Games. It's a concept that can be found nearly anywhere. So basically, guys, this concludes Stories in the Stone. Um, we hope you enjoyed listening just as much as we did creating it. Never stop trying to search for your sword in the stone. Thank you so much for listening.